So we're back. Yeah. How, how long were you the last one? Ooh, I think it was like April. Was it? Yeah, well, the last. Uh, oh. The 2017. Mm. I feel like it was before Christmas. Ah, uh, yeah, this could be this could be true. <laughs> it's quite a while ago. It's been it's been a while. But we're, we're, so we're going to try and do it in podcast format as well as on YouTube now. So I think it's a bit more more convenient. Yes. Yeah, we can put this up in a few places, and yeah, it's it's. I mean, we're 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 we definitely are like an audio only podcast format. But we're currently on YouTube, which seems counterintuitive. So and yeah. YouTube, they on the iPhone at least you have to have it open to like yeah you can't minimize it. Yeah, it's that's of... not good for a podcast. So yeah. now that we've abandoned visual medium because we're not attractive enough, um, we decided to switch to a podcast format entirely. Yeah, there's been some. Uh, other big changes since then as well. So Ben, Ben's going to vote. Well, let's let's not get carried away. Like until it actually happens, I remain skeptical of whether I will vote. <laughs> but Ben's I have been, an intention to vote. Yeah, Ben's been pretty anti-voting. I tried. I tried to convince you to vote last time, didn't I? To vote in fifteen. I think you can quite try to convince me um, a couple of times. <laughs> and the referendum. Well, did you vote? Did you vote in the referendum? In the end? I can't uh, no. No. Well, so, yeah, so I was kind of surprised to learn this because I thought like I'd sort of given up on trying to get you to. Well, it's when you stop trying vote. that you finally succeed, right, Luke? So, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I planted the seed two years ago. Yeah, there, so. uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, rate yourself too highly. <laughs> No, it's it's not so much a, a change in my like fundamental attitude to politics, more like a, it's more like how different Jeremy Corbyn is than how different I am now. See what I mean? So it's not that I've become the kind of person who might participate in this laughable misery we call politics, but that somebody has entered the scene who sufficiently interests me. And it seems sufficiently well motivated for me to actually put my faith in. Okay. Uh, combined, so with some, combined with some change on my part, I will admit. Um, pretty radical change, but not as radical as you were making it sound just there. No, I mean, so, what was your, your attitude before? was basically like, this all stupid, they're all stupid. <laughs> is, this, is this right? Yeah, there was a certain kind of like, I've always felt embarrassed, and I still do feel embarrassed. Uh, by the prospect of voting, I feel like I'm participating in something. Um, I'm being complicit in our politics by voting at all. You know, by being, even by being like too politically active in any way, whether that's voting or otherwise. I feel like I'm being complicit in something that is terrible. You know, a system that is so bad that regardless of how you try and vote in it, um, you should feel ashamed <laughs> that you're part of this system. And that you are, by participating in it, arguably giving some kind of implicit consent or tacit consent um, to go along with it. To say, yeah, okay, the system is terrible, regardless of who I vote for. Um, but I'm at least giving my tacit consent for it to continue the way it is. I'm going to continue um, 
I'm going to perpetuate it by voting. Whereas I think like the voice of the non-voter is the true voice of the revolution. So well, you, you, you weren't against voting in principle, you just, there was nothing that you, you would want to vote for. Sorry. Even if there was, I mean, it's, it's... Well, there wasn't anything that you thought was actually going to win. Yeah, that was gonna... there, was, there was nothing that was so good that it compensated for the sense of shame <laughs> that I would feel <laughs> for being part of the system. Now, that was, in retrospect, a very stupid attitude on my part, um, which represents the change on my side, which has coincided with a certain change in the, uh, uh, the landscape of British politics recently. And so the two kind of combined, and now I'm going to vote. So, I realise that so my own embarrassment and my own shame is not a good enough reason to uh, cut myself out of the game. So you, you didn't think there was like responsibility to make sure that you did what you could to get the least bad outcome, even when they're both bad? No, I think I felt that, um, that what you were like, what you were meta doing <laughs> by voting at all was perpetuating the worst outcome <laughs> which is the same old shit <laughs> what so you thought that yeah continuing continuing the, yeah because it's not the politician at the expense of some other good outcome right? yeah it's like the the best outcome is for us to completely revolutionize our electoral system and mm. that's really hard to do when you're voting in that electoral system um okay. It's not impossible, of course, but it just felt so weird, right? But now it's like, okay, um, it's really, really hard, and it is kind of embarrassing. And I don't like the fact that I'm affiliated with voters, <laughs> right? Uh, but, you know, I'll make, I'll make the personal sacrifice and be part of the horrible system if it means, uh, you know, making some even infinitesimal contribution to a better world. So, so what is it about, is it Corbyn and Labour this time, this, uh, in particular? Uh, it's really hard to pin down, right, which makes me kind of worry <laughs> that I'm being taken along by some kind of charisma or something. Um, uh, part of it is... So I'm not sure whether it's Labour, because it's a lot of Labour is hostile to Corbyn. And that mm. kind of makes me like him even more, because he doesn't even have to support his own party, right? <laughs> Which makes me well, think, I think, I think I think they're not... I think most of it was... They're not sort of hostile to his ideas and stuff. They're just more... They just don't think that he's going to win. Yeah. I think and, that, was more, that was more their argument. They were like... Yeah. In principle, yeah, but... Yeah. But I think that... But I think, that's, wins, I, think yeah. that's, I think that's also the difference between him and them that I that made me admire him, right? Because they were all sort of bickering about how this would destroy them because it, it, it's impractical, no one's really going to vote for him and so on. But really what they should have done is say, the only good thing we can do, the only moral thing we can do as a party is try our very fucking hardest to get this man elected. 
because this is, we shouldn't be sitting here saying, oh, in principle, yes, but in reality, we can't do that. So, no, this is the best thing to do. This is the morally best thing to do. So make it happen. Make it practical. Right? Otherwise, you're never going to get anywhere. If you have that attitude, you're never going to get to a point where you can vote for Corbyn. Right? Um, yeah, so it's like if you... If you think that it's like those principles and that are right, then you should. If you if you believe that side of the argument, then you should think there's a reason that you should be able to argue that side of the argument. You think? Yeah. And by sort of saying you can't, it's not going to win. You're sort of. Makes you think yeah. they don't really believe it. Yeah, though. rather than saying it's not going to win, you should say, here's why it ought to win. And if you explain that adequately, then in theory, you can win. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you really believe that it ought to win, um, you ought to have some arguments, you ought to try and persuade people. So it, it's, yeah, so it's in part precisely because he didn't think like that, right? He didn't just say, oh, I've got all these ideals, but I'm going to sort of downplay them so I can win. He just kind of went for it, you know. He obviously he displays some, uh, you know, some pragmatism in how far he would actually go, but it's a hell of a lot better. I think there has been some. It's kind of I don't know. Yeah, so I think you have to compromise just as much as to bring people with you, right? Mm, mm. So he can't win on his own, right? He needs yeah. at least some of the parties to come with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a reasonable chunk of it. So yeah. he he's, needs not, to, like, he's not being insane about it, <laughs> which is also good. Um, but he's being a bit more out there than... So when, the when, when he there. came in, I was thinking he was sort of starting to compromise. And like, I was just thinking, no, you've got to just take the hard line and get rid of all these people. But I think... Mm. In hindsight, I think it's he's done right by his kind of like there's always going to be a section that would be hostile, but he's kind of all those that could be won over, he's sort of done a good job of that, but while still having the, the sort of thread through it that's made him win, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, uh, it's also worth bearing in mind that it's not just like you know the, the comparative glory of our Lord and Saviour Corbin um, that has swung me a little bit. It's the fact that he's up against, con conversely, one of the most evil creatures ever created. <laughs> um, who I think, like the the you know the conservatives became so entrenched and so strong, strong and stable um, in British politics that they started to show their true self a little bit. You know, in people like May, um, she felt so confident that she had the support of the country and that she couldn't lose an election anyway. That that you know all these horrible things that the Tories actually want to do to your country have all started happening. Yeah, they're really, really complacent, right? They've got so complacent, and that's actually going to cost them, right? Hopefully, um, that's that's that pisses people off as well. I think mm. when yeah, they feel like then. It looks like they haven't tried, right? And they're not, they're just, 
not bothered to come to the debates and they just they just think it's in the bag ready and it's like mm-hmm. that sort of arrogance is like we'll make we'll turn people off right? yeah yeah hopefully um so against that political background you know there was a uh, yeah, a slight maturity on my part, a slight coming of age. Um, um, I realised it was very, very privileged to be able to have like a a very kind of existential objection to voting, <laughs> right? To be able to say, well, you know, I don't, I just don't feel like I can really engage in this system with any kind of sincerity. So I'm just going to sit here and let what happens happen, right? Um, which is something you can do if you're like. If you're like me and you're you know your life isn't awesome but you know you're pretty safe mm. um you don't have many pressing issues you're not directly affected by very many of the the policies that the right wing is putting out right now um you're affected a bit but you know um so becoming a bit more aware more socially aware i guess of other people and this was like a, this was a, realizing this was a very petty reason <laughs> to not vote, right? And being like, okay, it's genuine, but it's the kind of genuine worry you have when all the other worries are dealt with, <laughs> right? And maybe we should get on with like doing what we can to make a better world and worry about these more abstract concerns later on. Like, yeah, okay, voting is kind of humiliating because it's the system really, really needs changing, but. Like, I can't just be a conscientious objector and sit on the outside and watch it all unfold. I've still got to get involved and be a responsible human being. Um, so let's at least vote, <laughs> right? It's like a start. And it's kind of interesting because if there's a interview, like a grime artist, Jamie, in, um, it's like a London sort of like music scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was sort of saying like a lot of Younger people don't vote because they think it's, they think like everything's set against them anyway. Who, yeah. No matter yeah. What so it's kind of, it's kind of like, yeah, kind of for us, it's like life is kind of okay, whoever wins. And for them, it's like life is shit, whoever wins. So they think that as well. It's kind of, it's kind of yeah. like similar, right? Yeah, yeah, like, you, you, yeah, you're either, you're either kind of well enough off the. <laughs> you can afford to just kind of sit on the sideline and say, oh, it's all so embarrassing and stupid politics. I'm not going to get involved in it. I'm so fucking important. <laughs> you know, my, my pride is so important. Screw all those people who are suffering. Uh, or, you know, you feel sort of unable to affect change because you're so disempowered and downtrodden anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but, you know, like common practice. I mean, if everyone, everyone wakes up, which maybe they are doing, I don't know, um, and actually starts trying to do something, we can actually change the world. Like, that sounds like a thing we could do. Mm. <laughs> Which is kind of interesting. I think it's just, like, for me, it's the first time there's something, like, positive to vote for, right? It's mm. not voting for the sort yeah, of least exactly. bad. It's like, like, I never some... would have wanted to vote for Blair, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and be like, well, I'd rather have Spin Doctor 1 than Spin Doctor 2. <laughs> It is some like good stuff, but yeah, it kind of it was a lot of that era turned a lot of people off, right? Where it's kind of yeah, contributed a lot the the the, the, the PR movement, the spin movement. Um, I mean, that's I think it was. I don't think it was down to them, but I was looking at there was 
someone posted the kind of turnout in ages, a kind of mm. get back over the years. Mm. It didn't always used to be that you'd have very low youth turnout. There's, there's been like 70, 80% before. I think it was, I don't know, can't remember exactly, but it was, yeah, early 90s, there was like 60, 70% of 18 mm. to 25 to 28 and stuff. Mm. Yeah, so it's kind of it's not not always been that way. So. Yeah, we've we definitely gone through a period of uh, um, um, I'm not sure what you'd call it, like sedation. <laughs> um, mm. I, I think a lot of people feel like they've lost a political forum, right? Like they've lost they've lost a voice. So what's the point of trying to shout, right? Um, mm. And maybe someone like Corbyn's given a voice to a lot of people who lost it. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, it's kind of a, a mixture of yeah, believing that actually something will be different if they get in, right? Mm, something mm, stuff will change, mm, and also yeah, speaking. Mm, mm, this is yeah, it's become like reconnected. But like they're they're talking about stuff that people actually care about. Mm, I think that was that was probably mm, a lot of the problem before. It's kind of. Arguing about stuff that yeah. doesn't affect mm. people, so they mm. don't get involved. Now it's kind of mm. coming back together. I think. I think something. So something I'll say about like a, a a caveat that I'll add to my own story about this, given that's like the topic of the interview, <laughs> is um, um, that I, it's not that I'm totally convinced that Corbyn could win. I mean, I started out thinking he probably wasn't going to win, but I surely vote for him anyway. Um, and it's not that I think that if he did win, it'd necessarily be a good thing. Like, I don't know for certain whether it would be. Um, so it's not just that suddenly there's something to vote for that might actually make a difference, whereas before it felt futile. It still, it might, it still might be futile. <laughs> it still might be, it doesn't matter because he's not going to win anyway. And even if he did, so what? You know, is it really going to change things? Um, it's more the, him, in addition to other things going on at the time, kind of woke me up to the fact that I should at least cast a vote, <laughs> right? And even if it's futile, like it's 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 even more futile to do nothing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, what could possibly be the rational aim in refusing to vote, even if you think it's futile? So, I don't think we have to tell people there's hope here. You know, he could win and he could change the world. This is true. Um, but really, we just need to, we need to attack right, the, the deeper problem of just getting people to want to vote in the first place, right? Even if they think they're going to lose. So, you know, yeah, but like, don't become sedated. <laughs> Get out there and mm -hmm. do something. And this is like, yeah. this is like maybe this is like one of the, the least efficient things I can try and do. Like the laziest thing is cast a vote, which takes like 10 minutes of my life. Um, <laughs> But it's something. I'm trying. I'm trying to get more involved in this, and, and actually try and make things better for people who don't have the luxury of sitting back and saying, "Isn't it all silly?" They're right, but um, we don't have the luxury of just saying that. We have to get involved anyway because the world needs us. So just go out and vote. <laughs> yeah. <a> start. <laughs> it, is, it is literally like ten minutes as well. So as they, especially here, it's like literally round the back of Tesco. So when I come home, I'll go in Tesco and get some food and then mm. literally walk two minutes. Mm. It was the important move. Mm. 
Yes. I mean, I mean, I can actually look out the window right now, and I can see my polling station. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like two houses down the road at, at the primary school. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not going to be like I feel like. But like the, the old me would have sort of sat here and said, nope, not walk in like two <laughs> minutes to go and do this. I am not that person. This is humiliating. <laughs> right? Why would I do this to anyone? This is stupid. Do something that matters. Um, now I can't imagine why I would not go over there and put a, a mark next to a box and mm. say, well, this is something. It's not nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you decide to vote. Have you been watching any of this stuff? Keeping up with any of it? Um, not as much as I should. <laughs> um, Do you watch any of the? There's, well, there's a the Sky debate, right? With yeah, Sudi once and then Paxman, and then I heard about this and I thought this is this is the kind of this is the bit of politics I just don't want to get involved in. <laughs> I don't want to see this. I don't want to see the game, the puppets played out on screen, right? Just give me some policies, give me some ideologies, and I'll vote for the one I think is good. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think, particularly the one where there's like seven of them on stage, and it's just kind of all <laughs> arguments and so I can see that this mm. is mm. not really useful to watch. But I think the so you, Andrew Neil is like the guy on the BBC who's yeah. like really good at interviewing, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. and make, make them scrum and stuff. I think that like these watching these interviews is kind of good because it's like the guy knows what questions to ask and where to push and stuff to get. Yeah. So you actually actually kind of learn stuff. You see where they're uncomfortable and stuff. Like this, this is this is kind of good. Mm-hmm. You, you, you watch any of that or not? No, I didn't know. I, I tried to avoid it and then um, and then saw everyone talking about it on Facebook. <laughs> and then it, it kind of just confirmed that it was exactly the kind of shit show I didn't want to see. <laughs> like it, I mean, if you really want to know who you should vote for, you should probably just like read a manifesto. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, mean, I know people don't. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not That's going to. <laughs> Mm. I think yeah, I think this is kind of the problem as well. Like by yeah, to some degree, you sort of the more stuff like this you do, you're sort of moving away from the manifesto, right? You're sort of making it about other stuff as well. Yeah, and it kind yeah. of the manifesto. Is a, the manifesto is a tiny move in the election campaign. Like what 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 really matters is you know whether you smile the right way on camera. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what that's what dictates whether you win. And I, one of the things that always turned me off so much about politics is how much of an emphasis is based on that. Because it's yeah. it's like a practical necessity to win to do that kind of stuff. And I felt so sullied and dirtied by having to get involved in that to win. I just rather not play the game. You know, I'd rather just yeah. say this game is is wrong. Like you can just change the rules. Don't play the game according to the rules and try to win. Just change the rules. Right now, I'm kind of playing the game. I still, I still want to change the rules um, much more than I want to keep playing the game. Um, but if you don't play the game at all, you can't affect the outcome. So mm. you know, you've got to just kind of bite the bullet and say, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's not just the manifesto. There's like some other stuff. Like, you kind of want you want someone who's like personable, right? Who's going to get on with other people and, and can like yeah. effectively argue for the country. This sort of yeah. stuff. But this is kind of this gets blown yeah. where it gets yeah. loads too much emphasis on yeah. this, and there's well, there's even a anti like sound bites and like yes, yes, because it's even like I was going to say it's 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 even like it's being pushed in the American direction, right? They want it to be more like the American elections, which literally are kind of like the most hilarious thing <laughs> you'll ever see, right? It's like ninety percent of it is who can argue the better one. Yeah, it's ninety percent of it is who can come up with the best quip in response to someone else's criticism, yeah. and. Mm-hmm. We're trying to, apparently we're trying to make our own political debates more like that because it will engage people more. It'll become more of a spectacle, right? Which is the most terrible idea ever, <laughs> right? You're going to make politics more of a spectacle for the average person. Um, nope. Uh, I'd quite like you all to be quite dull and, and dreary and technical. <laughs> and just like, yeah, just like... Do it's, like it's, it's serious business. It's very, very serious. It's not, it's not the fucking apprentice. Right, like that. This is this is this is lives and deaths of millions and millions of people, literally, and it's yeah, it's not a game show. You're playing it like a game show, and really, it should all be about you know some complicated economical mathematics, right, and some you know complicated political philosophy and ideology, and they should be they should be citing philosophers, right? They shouldn't be citing. Uh, newspapers, <laughs> right? In, in figuring out how they're going to run the country, um, what the best world is for everyone. Um, so that's the kind of thing I'm trying to stay away from. Like, don't get too dirty by the game. <laughs> yeah, I can completely agree here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about. Some like observations I had from watching the like studio audience debates yeah. this. Yeah. So yeah, particularly on Friday, when they're kind of I know seems to be well, they're sort of people don't believe that things can change or that like they're sort of happy. They sort of accept. Um, like sort of Corbyn's argument and rhetoric that sort of corporations and rich are kind of taking everyone for a ride, walking over everyone. Um, they sort of accept that, but then they sort of don't accept that we can do anything about it. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah if you do this, they're going to leave. Or like, it's kind of, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like they think it should change, but they think it can't change. Mm. Yeah, it's very strange because I think you get this. I think you get this just throughout history, right? Like people, people think the world is a lot more rigid than it really is. Thing, things actually change an awful lot over the course of history. Um, mm. Radical changes in how society is structured. Radical changes in people's freedoms and whatever. Even over the course of just like fifty years, you know, huge changes occur, and yet we all have a temptation to think that things are unchangeable. And and we even use terms like human nature, right? Bullshit like that. 
Like, oh, you can, you can never change the world because, like, like capitalism is human nature. And it's like, really? I mean, like, it hasn't been around for that long, <laughs> right? Like, how long do you think human nature has been around for? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and they tend to think that anything that's been around for, like, one generation, if, if they were born into it and they grew up with it and it's still the way it is, they kind of think, yeah, that's just life, right? That's just mm-hmm. life. And you say, well, it wasn't two generations ago, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The world is changing. The, the world, and the thing is that this attitude that things can't change, ironically, is allowing things to change because you're not getting involved in changing things in a positive direction. So, it, but so behind you, you know, lurking in the background, the forces of darkness are making the world change for the worse. Because you believe everything is the same way it's always been, and it can never really fundamentally change. And you're wrong. You know, our entire culture is so radically different. Just a few decades ago. Yes, yeah, it's kind of yeah. The other thing is like oh, even though so there's like a costed manifesto, right? So they've yeah, yeah they've shown that it can be done. What tax are going to raise and where, yeah. where the money's going to come from? Yeah, they've shown people, mathematically that it can be done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people people still don't believe it. They're just yeah. like oh, yeah. it doesn't add up. It's yeah. like a wish list. It's yeah. like fantasy whatever it's unrealistic and, and, and I will it's say like people, they're like they don't I don't know they, they just don't accept that it can change yeah and I, even and though I, what's, and, and what's I, there in front of them and, and I will like, say what's, that, what's the catch yeah and I will, I will yeah, what's the catch you know exactly um, and I will say um, like I don't necessarily think that you know the Labour pledge will work right like I don't I don't necessarily think that the maths is going to work out the way they say it will, and that there's all these hidden costs and whatever, and it's complicated, really complicated. Yeah. It's macroeconomics, right? Um, but best. they've got... To, they've, to, to the best guess. Yes, they? they've given you the best guess, and they've shown you the maths. The other side hasn't shown you anything at all. Not even a best guess. They've just said, all this stuff is going to happen, it's not going to cost you a penny, <laughs> right? Mm. It's like, mm, okay, so I'd rather go with the best guess. <laughs> Right? Like, what else can you do? Um, it's so weird that people have seen so much more evidence from one side than for the other, but because of their pessimism, they still believe the other side. Yeah. Just, I understand what this is. It's like... I don't know, because it wasn't, it wasn't always like, like... Our parents' generation and stuff was actually significantly better than this, right? Like, you could... Mm. You could work a job and buy a house that, like age of 20, 20, yeah. 20, 20 yeah. 25 or something. Yeah. Like, no, it's like, no, no chance. Yeah. Um, our parents had, a, in many ways, a, 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 an easier world. Obviously, in many ways, we have a better world, but, you know, there's... The, things, the, the bad things about our world we think can't be changed are often things that were not the case for our parents, right? We've got loads of cool small It's more the... If you believe the polling stuff, it's like, so, like, 70% of under 25s mm. will vote late. So it's, it seems to be, like, it's the sort of middle-aged generation. Mm. When things were different, they still believe that it can't change. It's like, they, they're, they're the ones, mm. even though they've seen it different, they've mm. seen it yeah. significantly. Uh, they, they, they're the ones who don't believe it's, it can yeah. change. Yeah, that, that, which is even weirder, right? Like, <laughs> why? I mean, you know this could be different. It's, it's, it would be like a historian being like, yeah, the world can't really change very much. 
It's like, I study medieval history, <laughs> right? It's all, I mean, it's really the same, Luke, like a bunch of powerful people fucking over the peasants. I mean, when you put it that way, right? It's like, you put it that way, it's the most oversimplified analogy ever made, <laughs> right? Um, the reality is things have changed a hell of a lot, even in one generation. And people have seen this with their own eyes. And they don't believe in the possibility. And and this goes hand in hand with not believing in, like, the possibilities of science, right? We talk a lot on this uh, podcast show thing about, you know, about you know, futurism, basically, right? About what the world could be like, you know, whether there could be an end to scarcity and automated labor and all that kind of stuff. People don't want to believe any of that, despite the fact that they've got a phone in their pocket that's more powerful than the ship that went to the moon, <laughs> you know? Mm. It's, it's, it's like, no, technology is, is accelerating so quickly, and you don't believe that you could one day automate food production? <laughs> like, like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you really don't believe. You still don't believe that's possible. Look at what you've got. <laughs> Especially like this AI stuff, even like the people who study this thought mm. that, you see, I think it's this, this year... Alpha K was beaten, being like the world champion or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they, thought, they thought this was like decades off, but yeah, it's been like no. Yeah, it's just gonna happen. Yeah, we don't we don't tend to. Yeah, it's it's weird. And of course, like I'm not talking about AI specifically, right? Just because you don't need AI to make utopia, <laughs> right? No. Um, maybe the opposite, depending on what you think about dangers of AI. Um, but like we have the most ridiculous technology right now, and you think we couldn't create a wonderful world if we all just tried. Do you think the world has to be like this, full of inequality and the haves and have-nots, and it's up to you to you know it's a dog-eat-dog world, and it's like it's like Lord of the Flies, and it's up to you <laughs> to just like make your way in this in this state of nature. It's like, um, it doesn't have to be like that, guys. All that is contingent. You can change it's, that. It's, it's just weird that, like the the outcome, like if basically what they're trying to achieve, the country will be a lot better for like most people. Yes, that sort yeah. of, sort of objectively. Yeah. If you if you if you believe that they can do what they're saying they do, yeah. it's kind of like I think most people would agree with that. But still, not all of those people will vote for it because they, they don't believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, the, other, the other side is sort of saying, oh, still going to be tra- tough. Like, yeah, we'll do a little bit, but yeah. we still need to be careful of this sort of stuff. Yeah. So, they're, they're voting for the. Someone who's going to say it's not going to be as good just because yeah. they, they don't believe yeah. that it can be good. Yeah. It's just really weird. I don't, know, I don't know what this is about. It's it's it's, it's insane. <laughs> it's I mean, it's probably just like fear. I mean, look at I don't know. I mean, what what is what is the motivation behind Brexit, right? Like, why um, why did the the dream of a united Europe end in Britain? Um, oh, let's become splendid isolationists again. That's going to be great. Right, we'll look after ourselves. You can, you can look after all those neighbours of ours, and work together to make a better world for everyone. 
Um, why did we give up on that idea? Like, yeah. that doesn't, that sounds like a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like, you're you're, you're voting. Like it, right? It's like, they don't believe that it's working, mm. so they just have mm. a up on it completely. Well, one issue that we have, of course, is selfishness, right? And it's a, it's a special kind of selfishness. So it's like, um, let's say you're having a debate about immigration, right? I was, I was talking with, to my um, Italian friends about this recently because they have like a, a huge problem of immigration in their country because um, they basically have like giant like immigrant squats, right? Or like shanty towns because they don't know where to put them all. Right, mm. which is not a problem that we really have, right? Our so-called immigration crisis um, isn't like that, <laughs> right? They come over here and they get jobs and it's all fine. <laughs> um, and so you're thinking, okay, so the debate is like, you know, in in Britain we debate is immigration good for the country or not, and we go back and forth, and overwhelmingly the evidence is immigration is a net benefit to all of us collectively, right? Mm. That's that's if you know anything at all about immigration, you know that that's true, right? It's not a lie. I'm telling you now, it's good for us. Um, the way it works in this country is good for us. Um, you look at Italy, it's much harder to argue that. It's much harder to say this is a net benefit to their country. It seems to cost their country a lot more than it that benefits them. Um, but they still do it, right? They still accept immigrants, right? Of course they do, because a lot of them are uh, borderline asylum seekers or asylum seekers, right? They're mm -hmm. fleeing... Uh, you know, poverty and, 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 you know, persecution and execution, some of them, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can either say, oh, are you a benefit to my country or not? Hmm, no, get out, go and suffer, right? Or you can say, I don't really care if you're a benefit to my country or not. I mean, maybe you are, like in Britain, maybe you're not, like in Italy. Um, but, uh, you know what's much worse? Is sending you to the wolves. <laughs> Right, we can take a very, very tiny hit to our economy, and we can pay out some money and undermine and like pay a little bit more tax and undermine our own public services a little bit and make our first world country a little bit less comfortable for us privileged guys. Or uh, we can have all our privilege intact and throw everybody else to the wolves and watch them suffer. Uh, and a lot of people seem to go with the latter option, right? They have no perspective on it. I sort of see this as well with the... But that's sort of, oh, we, we pay more into the EU than we get out. It's kind yeah, of, yeah. This is sort of... It's like... Who cares? Most people argue for a progressive tax, right? But then yeah. if we're, as a country, we're at the higher end of it, so we're paying more tax, they said everyone sort of, oh, everyone doesn't like that, but they Yes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, everyone, it's like, we should, we should, I mean, really, we should, you know, give more than we get back, because we're, we're privileged and rich, like, we, yeah. we, we owe, we, you know, I mean, this isn't even a matter of, like, owing the world, like, it turns out, I mean, historically, we do owe the world, because we're responsible <laughs> for a lot of these countries being in the shit state that they are. Um, and so it makes sense that, like, if we're going to pay out internationally to help other people, we should be at a net loss. They should be at a net gain. That's just justice. Mm. Um, but even if you don't think about, like, who's to blame, like, if you're just thinking about the global population, right? You know, you're, mm. if you're not selfish, and nationalism is a form of selfishness, I hate to tell you, <laughs> right? 
uh, a really horrible form of selfishness. Um, if you're not selfish, you just care about everyone equally, or more or less equally. Um, and so you're not thinking, like, what's the benefit to people who are born on this island? You're thinking, what's the greatest benefit to people in general? And quite often, that's for us rich countries to give our money to poorer countries, <laughs> right? Because uh, we can take it. We can take the hit. Um, and you're going to get some doomsaying right-wing person immediately put their hand up and go, can we? Can we, though? What will happen when the system breaks? Right? It's like, hmm, not going to happen, mate. Uh, <laughs> we're kind of fine. Uh, like, like we, we have a welfare state, an NHS, we have council housing, we have, you know, lots and lots of privilege. Everyone has electricity and a roof over their head. It's kind of nice. Um, yeah, like, there I are much the sort of the middle class for a lot of other places, right? Mm, yes, exactly. Like, our, our poor are like paradise for some countries <laughs> and middle class for a lot of other countries um, and our rich are like emperors and yeah. we have no perspective we're so selfish because we, we, we debate whether it's going to be beneficial to us to pay into the EU to us to have free movement of people to us to have immigration to us to bring in asylum seekers and not whether like actually if we're less selfish we should just help people <laughs> Uh, because we can take it, like we're clearly not suffering as much as we're giving them good. See what I mean? We're obviously mm. doing more for them than we're sacrificing ourselves, so it's working, <laughs> right? Uh, it's all about balances, <laughs> and we don't feel that we can do that for some reason. I think people will argue this. I think you'll get people who will agree with this sort of nastily. Mm. That the rich should pay more to look after everyone, but then, yeah. but then when it comes to them personally take, doing take it, yeah, side. yeah, yeah, like when it actually, when it comes down, okay, so the rich of my country should pay to help me out, yeah. Um, or what do you mean I'm rich compared to someone in that country, <laughs> and I should help them? <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah, you're you're selfish. So, so cool. Oh no, sorry, you're a patriot. Right? <laughs> yes, you're a patriot. You know, fights for his country because he was born there. Good for you. Yeah, that's not a stupid way to live. <laughs> Alright, so I think we covered most of what we were supposed to cover, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. So all that's left to do is to remind everyone to go out and vote on Thursday and to bring your friends to the voting booth. Unless you're voting the wrong way, in which case yeah. you should stay at home because you're going to win anyway. In which case you yeah. should vote on Friday. <laughs> everyone should come out on Friday and vote. <laughs> so we're back. Yeah. How, how long have we been the last one? Ooh, I think it was like April. Was it? Yeah, well, the last. Uh, oh. The 2017. Mm. I feel like it was before Christmas. Ah, uh, yeah, this could be This could be true. <laughs> it's quite a while ago. It's been, it's been a while. But we're, we're, so we're going to try and do it in podcast format as well as on YouTube now. So I think it's a bit more, more convenient. 
Yes. Yeah, we can put this up in a few places, and yeah, it's it's. I mean, we're 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 we definitely are like an audio only podcast format, but we're currently on YouTube, which seems counterintuitive. So on yeah, YouTube, they on the iPhone at least you have to have it open to like. Yeah. You can't minimize it. Yeah, it's that's of... not good for a podcast. So yeah. now that we've abandoned visual medium because we're not attractive enough, um, we decided to switch to a podcast format entirely. Yeah. Mm. There's been some uh, other big changes since then as well. So Ben, Ben's going to vote. Well, let's let's not get carried away. Like until it actually happens, I remain skeptical of whether I will vote. <laughs> but Ben's I have been, an intention to vote. Yeah, Ben's been pretty anti-voting. I tried. I tried to convince you to vote last time, didn't I? To vote in fifteen. I think you can quite try to convince me um, a couple of times. <laughs> and the referendum. Well, did you vote? Did you vote in the referendum? In the end? I can't uh, no. No. Well, so, yeah, so I was kind of surprised to learn this because I thought like I'd sort of given up on trying to get you to. Well, it's when you stop trying vote. that you finally succeed, right, Luke? So, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I planted the seed two years ago. Yeah, there, so. uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, rate yourself too highly. <laughs> no, okay. it's it's not so much a, a change in my like fundamental attitude to politics. More like a, it's more like how different Jeremy Corbyn is. Than how different I am now. See what I mean? So it's not that I've become the kind of person who might participate in this laughable misery we call politics, but that somebody has entered the scene who sufficiently interests me and seems sufficiently well motivated for me to actually put my faith in. Okay. Uh, Combined with some some change on my part, I will admit. Pretty radical change, but not as radical as you were making it sound just there. No, I mean, so what was your, your attitude before was basically like, this all stupid, they're all stupid. <laughs> is, this, is this right? Yeah, there was a certain kind of like, I've always felt embarrassed, and I still do feel embarrassed uh, by the prospect of voting. I feel like I'm participating in something, um, I'm being complicit in our politics by voting at all, you know, by being even by being like too politically active in any way, whether that's voting or otherwise, I feel like I'm being complicit in something that is terrible, you know, a system that is so bad that regardless of how you try and vote in it, um, you should feel ashamed <laughs> that you're part of this system. And that you are, by participating in it, arguably giving some kind of implicit consent or tacit consent um, to go along with it. Say, yeah, okay, the system is terrible, regardless of who I vote for. Um, but I'm at least giving my tacit consent for it to continue the way it is. I'm going to continue, um, I'm going to perpetuate it by voting. Whereas I think, like, the voice of the non voter is the true voice of the revolution. So, well, you, you, you weren't against voting in principle, you just, there was nothing that you would want to vote for. Sorry. Even if there was, I mean, it's... it's. Well, there wasn't anything that you thought was actually going to win. Yeah, that was gonna... there, was, there was nothing that was so good that it compensated for the sense of shame 
<laughs> that I would feel <laughs> for being part of the system. Now, that was, in retrospect, a very stupid attitude on my part, um, which represents the change on my side, which has coincided with a certain change in the, uh, uh, the landscape of British politics recently. And so the two kind of combined, and now I'm going to vote. So I realise that my own embarrassment and my own shame is not a good enough reason to uh, cut myself out of the game. So you you think there was like responsibility to make sure that you did what you could to get the least bad outcome even when they're both bad? I think I felt that um, that what you were like what you were meta doing (laughs) by voting at all was perpetuating the worst outcome <laughs> which is the same old shit <laughs> what so you thought that yeah continuing continuing the, yeah because it's not the politician at the expense of some other good outcome right? yeah it's like the the best outcome is for us to completely revolutionize our electoral system and mm. that's really hard to do when you're voting in that electoral system um okay. It's not impossible, of course, but it just felt so weird, right? But now it's like, okay, um, it's really, really hard, and it is kind of embarrassing. And I don't like the fact that I'm affiliated with voters, <laughs> right? Uh, but, you know, I'll make, I'll make the personal sacrifice and be part of the horrible system if it means, uh, you know, making some even infinitesimal contribution to a better world. So, so what is it about... Is it Corbyn and Labour this time? This, uh, in particular? Uh, it's really hard to pin down, right? Which makes me kind of worry <laughs> that I'm being taken along by some kind of charisma or something. Um, uh, part of it is... So I'm not sure whether it's Labour, because it's a lot of Labour is hostile to Corbyn. And that mm. kind of makes me like him even more, because he doesn't even have to support his own party, right? <laughs> Which makes me well, think, I think, I think they're not... I think most of it was... They're not sort of hostile to his ideas and stuff. They're just more... They just don't think that he's going to win. Yeah. I think and, that, was more, that was more their argument. They were like... Yeah. In principle, yeah, but... Yeah. But I think that... But I think, that's, wins, I, think that's, I think that's also the difference between him and them that I that made me admire him, right? Because they were all sort of bickering about how this would destroy them because it, it, it's impractical, no one's really going to vote for him and so on. When really what they should have done is say, the only good thing we can do, the only moral thing we can do as a party is try our very fucking hardest to get this man elected. Yeah. Because this is, we shouldn't be sitting here saying... Oh, in principle, yes, but in reality, we can't do that. So, no, this is the best thing to do. This is the morally best thing to do. So make it happen. Make it practical. Right? Otherwise, you're never going to get anywhere. If you have that attitude, you're never going to get to a point where you can vote for Corbyn. Right? Uh, yeah, so I think if you... If you think that it's like those principles and that are right then you should 
know, if you if you believe that side of the argument, then you should think there's a reason that you should be able to argue that side of the argument. You think? And by sort of saying you can't, it's not going to win, you're sort of, makes you think they don't really believe it. Yeah, rather than saying it's not going to win, you should say, here's why it ought to win. And if you explain that adequately, then in theory, you can win, (laughs) right? (laughs) If you really believe that it ought to win, um, you ought to have some arguments, you ought to try and persuade people. So it's, yeah, so it's in part precisely because he didn't, think like that, right? He didn't just say, oh, I've got all these ideals, but I'm going to sort of downplay them so I can win. He just kind of went for it. You know, he obviously he displays some, uh, you know, some pragmatism in how far he would actually go, but it's a hell of a lot better. I think there has been some. It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, so I think you have to compromise just as much as to bring people with you, right? Mm-hmm. So he can't win on his own, right? He needs yeah. at least some of the parties to come with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a reasonable chunk of it. So yeah. he he's, needs not, to, like, he's not being insane about it, <laughs> which is also good. Um, but he's being a bit more out there than... Yeah, when, when, when he there. came in, I was thinking he was sort of starting to compromise and like, I was just thinking, no, you've got to just take the hard line and get rid of all these people. But I think, mm-hmm. in hindsight, I think it's, it's done right by some kind of, like there's always going to be a section that would be hostile, but it's kind of, all those that could be won over, sort of done a good job of that, while still having the, the sort of thread through it that's made him win, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, it's also worth bearing in mind that it's not just like, you know, the, the comparative glory of our Lord and Saviour Corbin um, that has swung me a little bit. It's the fact that he's up against, con- conversely, one of the most evil creatures ever created. <laughs> um, who, I think, like, the, the, you know, the conservatives became so entrenched and so strong, strong and stable um, in British politics that they started to show their true self a little bit, you know, in people like May. Um, she felt so confident that she had the support of the country and that she couldn't lose an election anyway, that, that you know, all these horrible things that the Tories actually want to do to your country have all started happening. Yeah, they're really, really complacent, right? They've got so complacent, and that's actually going to cost them, right? Hopefully. Um, that's, that's, that pisses people off as well, I think. Mm. When... Yeah, they feel like then it looks like they haven't tried right, and they're not—they're just not bothered to come to the debates, and they just—they just think it's in the bag ready, and it's like mm-hmm. that sort of arrogance is like will make will turn people off. Right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, so against that political background, you know, there was a uh, yeah, a slight maturity on my part, a slight coming of age. Um, um, I realised it was very, very privileged to be able to have like a, a very kind of existential objection to voting, <laughs> right? To be able to say, well, you know, 
I don't, I just don't feel like I can really engage in this system with any kind of sincerity. So I'm just going to sit here and let what happens happen, right? Um, which is something you can do if you're like, if you're like me and you're, you know, your life isn't awesome, but you know, you're pretty safe. Um, you don't have many pressing issues. You're not directly affected by very many of the, the policies that the right wing is putting out right now. Um, you're affected a bit, but you know, um, so becoming a bit more aware, more socially aware, I guess, of other people. And this was like, a, this was a realizing this was a very petty reason <laughs> to not vote, right? And being like, okay, it's genuine, but it's the kind of genuine worry you have when all the other worries are dealt with, <laughs> right? And maybe we should get on with like doing what we can to make a better world and worry about these more abstract concerns later on. Like, yeah, okay, voting is kind of humiliating because it's, the system really, really needs changing, but like I can't just be a conscientious objector and sit on the outside and watch it all unfold. I've still got to get involved and be a responsible human being. Um, so let's at least vote, <laughs> right? It's like a start. And it's kind of interesting because if there's a interview, like a growing artist, Jamie, in um, it's like a London sort of like music scene mm-hmm. and uh, you're sort of saying like a lot of young people don't vote because they think it's they think like everything's set against them anyway who, yeah. no matter yeah. what so it's kind of it's kind of like yeah kind of for us it's like life is kind of okay whoever wins and for them it's like Life is shit. Oh, I mean, so they think it as well. It's kind of, it's kind of yeah. like similar, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, yeah. You're either you're either kind of well enough off that <laughs> that you can afford to just kind of sit on the sideline and say, "Oh, it's all so embarrassing and stupid politics. I'm not going to get involved in it. I'm so fucking important. <laughs> you know, my my pride is so important. Screw all those people who are suffering." Uh, or you know, you feel sort of unable to affect change because you're so disempowered and downtrodden anyway. Um, and it, but you know, like common practice. I mean, if everyone, everyone wakes up, which maybe they are doing, I don't know, um, and actually starts trying to do something, we can actually change the world. Like, that sounds like a thing we could do, mm. <laughs> which is kind of interesting. I think it's just, like for me, it's the first time there's something like positive to vote for. Right, it's mm. not voting for the sort yeah, of least exactly. bad. It's like. Like, I never so, would have wanted to vote for Blair, right? <laughs> yeah. And and be like, well, I'd rather have Spin Doctor 1 than Spin Doctor 2. <laughs> it, it is some, like, good stuff, but, yeah, it kind of... It was a lot of that era turned a lot of people off, right? right? It's kind of, yeah, contributed a lot, the, 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 the PR movement, the Spin movement. Um, I mean, that's... I, think it was, I don't think it was down to them, but... I was looking at there was someone that posted the kind of turnout in ages of kind of mm. get back over the years. Mm. It didn't always used to be that you'd have very low youth turnout. There's there's been like seventy, eighty percent before. I think it was I know you can't remember exactly, but it was yeah, early nineties there was like sixty, seventy percent of eighteen mm. to twenty five to twenty eight and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of it's not, not always been that way. So. Yeah, we've, we've definitely gone through a period of... Uh, um, um, I'm not sure what you'd call it. 
like sedation. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of people feel like they've lost a political forum, right? Like they've lost, they've lost a voice. So what's the point of trying to shout, right? Um, mm. And maybe someone like Corbyn's given a voice to a lot of people who lost it. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, it's kind of a, a mixture of yeah, believing that actually something will be different if they get in, right? Something mm-hmm. stuff will change, mm-hmm. and also yeah, speaking. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, it's become like reconnected. But like they're they're talking about stuff that people actually care about. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was probably mm-hmm. a lot of the problem before. It's kind of. Yeah arguing about stuff that yeah. doesn't affect mm. people so they mm. don't get involved now it's kind of mm. coming back together I think I think something so something I'll say about like a, a a caveat that I'll add to my own story about this given that's like the topic of the interview <laughs> is um, um, that I, it's not that I'm totally convinced that Corbyn could win I mean I started out thinking he probably wasn't going to win but I surely vote for him anyway um, and it's not that I think that if he did win, it'd necessarily be a good thing. Like, I don't know for certain whether it would be. Um, so it's not just that suddenly there's something to vote for that might actually make a difference, whereas before it felt futile. It still, it might, it still might be futile. <laughs> it still might be, it doesn't matter because he's not going to win anyway. And even if he did, so what? You know, is it really going to change things? Um, it's more the, him, in addition to other things going on at the time, kind of woke me up to the fact that I should at least cast a vote, <laughs> right? And even if it's futile, like, it's it's, it's even more futile to do nothing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so what could possibly be the rational aim in refusing to vote, even if you think it's futile? So I don't think we have to tell people there's hope here. You know, he could win and he could change the world. This is true. Um... But really, we just need to, we need to attack right, the, the deeper problem of just getting people to want to vote in the first place, right? Even if they think they're going to lose. So, you know, yeah, but like, don't become sedated. <laughs> Get out there and do something. And this is like, this is like maybe this is like one of the, the least efficient things I can try and do. Like the laziest thing is cast a vote, which takes like 10 minutes of my life. Um, <laughs> But it's something. I'm trying. I'm trying to get more involved in this, and, and actually try and make things better for people who don't have the luxury of sitting back and saying, "Isn't it all silly?" They're right, but um, we don't have the luxury of just saying that. We have to get involved anyway because the world needs us. So, just go out and vote. Yeah. For a start. It is, it is literally like ten minutes as well. So, as they especially here, it's like literally around the back of Tesco. So when I come home, I'll go in Tesco and get some food and then mm. literally walk two minutes. Mm. It was the important booth. Mm. Yes. I mean, I mean, I can actually look out the window right now and I can see my polling station. <laughs> it's literally like two houses down the road at, at the primary school. <laughs> so that's not going to be, like, I feel like, but like the, the old me would have sort of sat here and said, nope, not walk in like two <laughs> minutes to go and do this. I am not that person. This is humiliating. <laughs> right? Why would I do this to anyone? This is stupid. Do something that matters. Um, now I can't imagine why I would not go over there and put a, 
a mark next to a box and mm. say, well, this is something, it's not nothing. Mm. Actually, you decide to vote. Have you been watching any of this stuff? Keeping up with any of it? Um, not as much as I should. <laughs> um, Do you watch any of the... There's, well, there's a the Sky debate, right, with... Yeah. Studio once and then Pax one and then... I heard about this and I thought, this is this is the kind of... This is the bit of politics I just don't want to get involved in, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I, see, I, I, I don't see why it's kind I, of... I don't want to see this. I don't want to see the game, the puppets played out on screen, right? Just... Give me some policies, give me some ideologies, and I'll vote for the one I think is good. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think, particularly the one where there's like seven of them on stage, and it's just kind of all <laughs> arguments, and so I can see that this mm. is mm. not really useful to watch. But I think the, so you, Andrew Neil is like the guy on the BBC yeah. who's like, Really good at interviewing, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. and make, make them scrum and stuff. I think that, like, these watching these interviews is kind of good because it's like the guy knows what questions to ask and where to push and stuff to get, yeah, to, to actually, actually kind of learn stuff. You see where they're uncomfortable and stuff like this. This is, this is kind of good. You, know, you, you watch any of that or not? No, I didn't know. I, I tried to. Avoid it, and then, um, and then saw everyone talking about it on Facebook, <laughs> and then it, it kind of just confirmed that it was exactly the kind of shit show I didn't want to see. <laughs> like it, I mean, if you really want to know who you should vote for, you should probably just like read a manifesto. <laughs> yeah, like I, mean, I know people don't. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not That's going to. <laughs> mm. I think yeah, I think this is kind of the problem as well. Like by yeah, to some degree, you sort of, the more stuff like this you do, you're sort of moving away from the manifesto, right? You're sort of making it about other stuff as well. Yeah. And it kind yeah. of the manifesto, the, manifesto a, the manifesto is a tiny move in the election campaign. Like, what, what, what really matters is, you know, whether you smile the right way on camera. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what it takes whether you win. And I, one of the things that always turned me off so much about politics is how much of an emphasis is based on that, because it's, yeah. it's like a practical necessity to win, to do that kind of stuff. And I felt so sullied and dirtied by having to get involved in that to win. I'd just rather not play the game, you know? I'd rather just yeah. say, this game is, is wrong. Like, you can just change the rules. Don't play the game according to the rules and try to win. Just change the rules. Right now, I'm kind of playing the game. I still, I still want to change the rules um, much more than I want to keep playing the game. Um, but if you don't play the game at all, you can't affect the outcome. So mm. you know you've got to just kind of bite the bullet and say, uh, "Yeah, you yeah." I think you're right. Like it's not just the manifesto. There's like some other stuff like you kind of want. You want someone who's like personable, right? Who's going to get on with other people and, and can like yeah. effectively argue for the country, this sort of yeah. stuff. But this is kind of this gets blown yeah. where it gets yeah. loads too much emphasis on yeah. this. And there's well, there's even a anti like sound bites and like yes, yes, because it's even like I was going to say it's 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 even like it's being pushed in the American direction, right? 
they wanted to be more like the American elections, which literally are kind of like the most hilarious thing <laughs> you'll ever see, right? It's like, it's like 90% of it is who can argue the better one. Yeah, it, it, 90% of it is who can come up with the best quip in response to someone else's criticism. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're trying to, apparently we're trying to make our own political debates more like that because it will engage people more. It'll become more of a spectacle, right? Which is the most terrible idea ever. <laughs> Right, you're gonna make politics more of a spectacle for the average person. Um, nope, uh, I'd quite like you all to be quite dull and and dreary and technical <laughs> and just like <laughs> yeah, just like it's like it's, it's serious business. It's very very serious. It's not it's not the fucking apprentice, right? Like <laughs> that. This is this is this is lives and deaths of millions and millions of people, literally, and. It's yeah, it's not a game show. You're playing it like a game show, and really, it should all be about you know some complicated economical mathematics, <laughs> right? And some um, you know complicated political philosophy and ideology, and they should be they should be citing philosophers, right? They shouldn't be citing uh, newspapers, <laughs> right? In figuring out how they're going to run the country, um, what the best world is for everyone. Um, so that's the kind of thing I'm trying to stay away from. Like, don't get too dirty by the game. <laughs> yeah, I can completely agree here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about some like observations I had from watching the like studio audience debates. Yeah. This. yeah. So. Yeah, particularly on Friday, when they kind of, I know, seems to be, well, they're sort of, people don't believe that things can change, or that, like, they're sort of happy, they sort of accept, um, like, sort of Corbyn's argument and rhetoric that sort of corporations and rich are kind of taking everyone for a ride, walking over everyone um, they sort of accept that but then they sort of don't accept that we can do anything about it they're just like oh yeah, yeah if you do this they're going to leave or like it's kind, of, it's kind of like I don't know like they think it should change but they think it can't change mm. yeah it's very strange because I think you get this I think you get this just throughout history right like people People think the world is a lot more rigid than it really is. Thing, things actually change an awful lot over the course of history. Um, mm-hmm. Radical changes in how society is structured, radical changes in people's freedoms and whatever. Even over the course of just like 50 years, you know, huge changes occur. And yet we all have a temptation to think that things are unchangeable. And, and we even use terms like human nature, right? Bullshit like that. Like, oh, you can, you can never change the world because, like, like capitalism is human nature. And it's like, really? I mean, like, it hasn't been around for that long, <laughs> right? Like, how long do you think human nature's been around for? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and they tend to think that anything that's been around for, like, one generation, if, if they were born into it and they grew up with it and it's still the way it is, they kind of think, yeah, that's just life, right? That's just mm-hmm. life. And you say, well, it wasn't two generations ago, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The world is changing. The world, the world, and the thing is that this attitude that things can't change 
ironically, it's allowing things to change because you're not getting involved in changing things in a positive direction. So it, but so behind you, you know, lurking in the background, the forces of darkness are making the world change for the worse. Because you believe everything is the same way it's always been and it can never really fundamentally change. And you're wrong, you know. Our entire culture is so radically different just a few decades ago. Yes, yes, kind of, yeah, the other thing is like, oh, even though, so there's like a costed manifesto, right? So they've... Yeah. Yeah, they've shown so that it can be done. What tax are they going to Where the money's going to come from? Yeah, they've shown people, mathematically that it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah people, people still don't believe it. They're just yeah. like, oh, yeah. it doesn't add up. It's yeah. like a wish list. It's yeah. like fantasy, whatever. It's unrealistic. And, and, and I will it's say... Like people, they're like, they don't, I don't know, they, they just don't accept that it can change. Yeah, and I... Even and though it's there in front of them, they... And, and I will well, say, that, what's the catch? Yeah, and I will. I will yeah, what's the catch? You know exactly. Um, and I will say, um, like, I don't necessarily think that you know the Labour pledge will work, right? Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the maths is going to work out the way they say it will, and that there's all these hidden costs and whatever, and it's complicated, really complicated. Yeah. It's macroeconomics, right? Um, it's but they've got you, they. To the best guess. Yes, they? they've given you the best guess and they've shown you the maths. The other side hasn't shown you anything at all. Not even a best guess. They've just said, all this stuff is going to happen, it's not going to cost you a penny. <laughs> right? Mm. It's like, mm, okay, so I'd rather go with the best guess. <laughs> right? Like, what else can you do? Um, it's so weird that people have seen so much more evidence from one side than for the other, but because of their pessimism, they still believe the other side. Yeah. I don't understand what this is. It's like I don't know because it wasn't. It wasn't always like like our parents' generation and stuff was actually significantly better than this, right? Like you could mm. you could work a job and buy a house at like age of twenty, twenty, yeah. twenty, twenty, yeah. twenty-five or something. Yeah. Like now, it's like no, no chance. Yeah, um, our parents had a. In many ways, a, 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 an easier world. Obviously, in many ways, we have a better world. But you know, there's the things, the, the bad things about our world we think can't be changed are often things that were not the case for our parents. Right? We've got loads of new cool it's more, it's more the if you believe the polling stuff, it's like mm. so, like seventy percent of under twenty fives mm. will vote late. So it's, it seems to be like it's the sort of middle aged generation. Mm. When things were different, they still believe that it can't change. It's like they, they're they're the ones, mm. even though they've seen it different. They've mm. seen it, yeah, significant. Uh, they they they're the ones who don't believe it's, it can yeah. change. Yeah, that, that which is even weirder, right? Like <laughs> why? I mean, that you, you know this could be different. It's, it's, it would be like a historian being like, "Yeah, the world can't really change very much." It's like I study medieval history, <laughs> right? It's all, I mean, it's really the same, Luke, like a bunch of powerful people fucking over the peasants. I mean, when you put it that way, right? It's like, you put it that way, it's the most oversimplified analogy ever made, <laughs> right? Um, the reality is things have changed a hell of a lot, even in one generation. And people have seen this with their own eyes. And they don't believe in the possibility. And, and this goes hand in hand with not believing in, like, the possibilities of science, right? We talk a lot on this uh, podcast show thing 
about you know about you know, futurism basically right about what the world could be like you know whether there could be an end to scarcity and automated labor and all that kind of stuff people don't want to believe any of that despite the fact that they've got a phone in their pocket that's more powerful than the ship that went to the moon <laughs> you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's like no technology is is accelerating so quickly and you don't believe that you could one day automate food production <laughs> like, like you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> you really yes. don't believe. You still don't believe that's possible. Look at what you've got. <laughs> Especially like this AI stuff, even like the people who study this thought mm. that you see, I think it's this this year that Alpha K was beaten being like the world champion or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they, thought, they thought this was like decades off, but yeah. it's been like now. Yeah, it's just gotta happen. Yeah, we don't. We don't tend to. Yeah, it's it's weird. And of course, you know, like I'm not talking about AI specifically, right? Just because you don't need AI to make utopia, <laughs> right? No. Um, maybe the opposite, depending on what you think about dangers of AI. Um, but like we have the most ridiculous technology right now, and you think we couldn't create a wonderful world if we all just tried? Do you think the world has to be like this, full of inequality? And the haves and have-nots, and it's up to you to, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world, and it's like, it's like Lord of the Flies, and it's up to you <laughs> to just, like, make your way in this, in this state of nature. Like, um, it doesn't have to be like that, guys. All that is contingent. You can change it's, that. It's, it's just weird that, like, the, the outcome, like, if... Basically, what they're trying to achieve, the country will be a lot better for like most people. Yes, that sort of, yeah. sort of objectively. Yeah. If you if you if you believe that they can do what they're saying they do, yeah. it's kind of like I think most people would agree with that. But still, not all of those people will vote for it because they <laughs> they don't believe. Yeah. <laughs> so like the other the side is sort of saying, "Oh, still going to be tra- tough." Like, yeah, we'll do a little bit, but. Yeah. We still need to be careful of this sort of stuff. Yeah. So that they're voting for the someone who's gonna say it's not gonna be as good. Just because yeah. they, they don't believe yeah. that it can be good. Yeah. It's just really weird. I don't know, I don't know what this is about. It's it's it's, it's insane. <laughs> it's I mean, it's probably just like fear. I mean look at I don't know. I mean, what what is what is the motivation behind Brexit, right? Like, why um, why did the the dream of a united Europe end in Britain? Um, oh, let's become splendid isolationists again. That's going to be great, right? We'll look after ourselves. You can you can look after all those neighbours of ours and work together to make a better world for everyone. Um, why did we give up on that idea, like? <laughs> Yeah. That doesn't. That sounds like a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like, you're you're, you're voting. Right? It's like they don't believe that it's working, mm. so they just have mm. a up on it completely. Well, one issue that we have, of course, is selfishness, right? And it's a it's a special kind of selfishness. So it's like, um, let's say you're having a debate about immigration, right? I was I was 
talking with, to my um, Italian friends about this recently because they have like a, a huge problem of immigration in their country because um, they basically have like giant like immigrant squats right or like shanty towns because they don't know where to put them all right mm. which is not a problem that we really have <laughs> right our so-called immigration crisis um, isn't like that <laughs> right they come over here and they get jobs and it's all fine <laughs> um, and so you're thinking, okay, so the debate is like, you know, in, in Britain, we debate, is immigration good for the country or not? And we go back and forth. And overwhelmingly, the evidence is immigration is a net benefit to all of us collectively, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, if you know anything at all about immigration, you know that that's true, <laughs> right? It's not a lie. I'm telling you now, it's good for us. Um, the way it works in this country is good for us. Um, you look at Italy, it's much harder to argue that. It's much harder to say this is a net benefit to their country. It seems to cost their country a lot more than it that benefits them. Um, mm-hmm. But they still do it, right? They still accept immigrants, right? Of course they do, because a lot of them are uh, borderline asylum seekers or asylum seekers, right? They're mm-hmm. fleeing, uh, you know, poverty and, 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 you know, persecution and execution, some of them, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can either say, Oh, are you a benefit to my country or not? Hmm. No, get out. Go and suffer, right? Or you can say, I don't really care if you're a benefit to my country or not. I mean, maybe you are, like in Britain, maybe you're not, like in Italy. Um, but, uh, you know what's much worse? Is sending you to the wolves, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We can take a very, very tiny hit to our economy and we can pay out some money and undermine and like pay a little bit more tax and undermine our own public services a little bit and make our first world country a little bit less comfortable for us privileged guys. Or uh, we can have all our privilege intact and throw everybody else to the walls and watch them suffer. Uh, and a lot of people seem to go with the latter option, <laughs> right? They have no perspective on it. <laughs> I sort of see this as well with the... But they're sort of, oh, we, we pay more into the EU than we get out. It's kind yeah, of, yeah. this is sort of, it's like, who cares? most people <laughs> argue for a progressive tax, right? But then yeah. if we're, as a country, we're at the higher end of it, so we're paying more tax. They like, say so everyone's sort of, oh, everyone doesn't like that. But yes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, everyone... <laughs> Like we should, we should. I mean, really, we should, you know, give more than we get back because we're we're privileged and rich. Like we 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 owe we you know. I mean, this isn't even a matter of like owing the world. Like it turns out, I mean, historically, we do owe the world because we're responsible for a lot of these countries being in the shit state that they are. Um, and so it makes sense that like if we're gonna pay out internationally to help other people, we should be at a net loss. They should be at a net gain. That's just justice. Um, but even if you don't think about like who's to blame, like if you're just thinking about the global population, right? You know, you're mm. if you're not selfish, and nationalism is a form of selfishness. I hate to tell you, <laughs> right? Um, a really horrible form of selfishness. Um, if you're not selfish, you just care about everyone equally, or more or less equally, um, and so you're not thinking like what's the benefit to people who are born on this island. You're thinking what's the greatest benefit to people in general, and quite often. That's for us rich countries to give our money to poorer countries, right? Because mm. uh, we can take it. We can take the hit. Um, and you're going to get some doomsaying right-wing person immediately put their hand up and go, can we? Can we, though? 
what will happen when the system breaks, right? It's like, hmm, not going to happen, mate. Uh, <laughs> we're kind of fine. Uh, like, like we, we have a welfare state, an NHS, we have council housing, we have, you know, lots and lots of privilege. Everyone has electricity and a roof over their head. It's kind of nice. Um, yeah, like, there I are much the sort of the middle class for a lot of other places, right? Mm, yes, exactly. Like, our, our poor are like paradise for some countries <laughs> and middle class for a lot of other countries um, and our rich are like emperors and yeah. we have no perspective we're so selfish because we, we, we debate whether it's going to be beneficial to us to pay into the EU to us to have free movement of people to us to have immigration to us to bring in asylum seekers and not whether like actually if we're less selfish we should just help people <laughs> Uh, because we can take it, like we're clearly not suffering as much as we're giving them good. See what I mean? We're obviously mm. doing more for them than we're sacrificing ourselves, so it's working, <laughs> right? Uh, it's all about balances, <laughs> and we don't feel that we can do that for some reason. I think people will argue this. I think you'll get people who will agree with this sort of nastily. Mm. That the rich should pay more to look after everyone, but then, yeah. but then when it comes to them personally take, doing take it, yeah, side. yeah, yeah, like when it actually, when it comes down, okay, so the rich of my country should pay to help me out, yeah. Um, or what do you mean I'm rich compared to someone in that country, <laughs> and I should help them? <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah, you're you're selfish. So, so cool. Oh no, sorry, you're a patriot. Yes, that, yes, you're a patriot. You know, fights for his country because he was born there. Good for you. Yeah, that's not a stupid way to live. <laughs> right, so I think we covered most of what we were supposed to cover, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. So, all that's left to do is to remind everyone to go out and vote on Thursday and to bring your friends to the voting booth. Unless you're voting the wrong way, in which case you should stay at home because you're going to win anyway. In which case, you should vote on Friday. (laughs) Everyone should come out on Friday and vote. (laughs) 